I was wandering around the store right before, well, they had the door locked actually, I think that was on purpose, and I, I happened to notice that the, uh, the relationships category is right next to the addiction and recovery category. <laughs> As the program advises you, I'll be reading from the work in progress, the sequel to My Inflatable Friend. I'm sure you all have your copy already. Confessions of Rollo Hemphill. And the title of the second book is Rubber Babes, Further Misadventures of Rollo Hemphill. Chapter 1, In the Valley of the Happy People. We started down the slippery slope of mistrust and discord on a Tuesday morning. It must have been about 7 a.m. Our mistake? The topic of our breakfast table discussion shifted that day. Prior to that portentous moment, the content of our exchanges had almost been entirely and intensely personal. She would express a reason for delight. I would affirm that it aroused the same in me. Warmth would flood our forebrains, and more often than not, our more sensitive body parts would swell any excuse to hump as if every day were Wednesday. Or she would express a cause for discomfort, however mundane or minor, and I would scurry to alleviate it, fetch the aspirin, scratch the itch, linger with the foreplay, order dessert with two forks. I could do no wrong. But this fateful morning... We departed from that regime. We talked about the weather. Think it will rain today, she asked, setting down her favorite teddy bear mug, meticulously prepared by me with mocha java, knowing that her digestive tract would absorb the caffeine, increase her heart rate, stir her circulation, bring a sexy pink flush to her extremities. The edge of a rosy nipple peeked out from under the terry cloth of her bathrobe, confirming the java effect and making me want to take her back to bed, of course. It never rains this time of year in Southern California. You know that. I thought my tone was manly, congenial, helpful. Yeah, I suppose you're right, she said dismissively, apparently deciding to ignore the counsel of the morning paper as she laid it aside. I thought there was something just as the radio came on this morning. I was in a fuzz. I didn't catch it. No doubt another instance of the media manufacturing news to boost ratings, I surmise sagely. Any amount of rain would be big story in this drought. The downpour started at 2 p.m. that afternoon. No innocent drizzle this, pleasant as a surprise shower in a leafy glade in New England. It was one of those continuous Raymond Chandler, big sleep, drooling rains, a Los Angeles-class monsoon that soaks the thirsty desert for days at a time, washing countless thousands of Starbucks cups down storm drains and out to sea, and reminding the residents that they live in the city that invented Mickey Mouse in film noir in the same era with scarcely a clue as to the irony of their historic coincidence. When she stumbled in the door that evening, she was drenched. About as attractive as your proverbial drowned rat and with the disposition of a rabid rodent to match. You are so effing sure of everything, she spat out as she shucked off her wet clothes in the laundry room. What did I do? I asked dumbly, my shields down, not realizing that a call to battle stations would have been the wiser posture. You said it wouldn't rain, was her truthful statement of the obvious. Obviously, I was wrong, I admitted generously, naively assuming that pleading Nolo would get me off without a trial. You were so sure of yourself, was apparently the nature of my crime. 
Okay, I was wrong. Do you have to do everything I say? Not after this. You can bet, she vowed. Now provocatively naked as she peeled off her damp undies, a gesture that did nothing to help me maintain the attention span I needed to stay on message. I'm sorry it rained. I'm sorry you got soaked, but it wasn't my fault. You know, just once, if you know there's a chance that you're wrong, why don't you just say something like, you know, I'm not sure, but there's a remote possibility it might rain. Maybe you should carry an umbrella. I worry you'll get wet. Anyone will tell you, if you want to be a leader, you should always make all your mistakes and affirm, landmine, you're not my leader. A long, icy silence ensued as she donned her luxuriant, fabric-softened robe for the second time that day, tugging it closed at the neck to snuggle in its warmth, or perhaps to make damn sure that no part of her luscious flesh could protrude to inspire my lust. Why, indeed, does strife exist in the world? If we know what happiness is, and certainly if we're lucky enough to find some of it, why can't we embrace it, hang out there, hit that note, and play a long, languorous sostenuto until the big coda? Maybe it's just that God likes a good story. My crusty English professor used to grumble, Drama is conflict, you knuckleheads. No one wants to read The Village of the Happy People. So don't worry, that's not what we got going here. <laughs> 